Hello, hello, and welcome to My Tennis Journey, where we aim to bring compelling tennis stories to life. As you're listening today, it'd be amazing if you could hit subscribe or follow if you haven't already. It's free, you know. So today's episode is something that I'm mega passionate about. Five top tips for tennis parents. This is the first one in what I hope will become a series. And we've got a brilliant guest lined up to share their top five tips for tennis parents with you. Our guest today is Mark Tennant. Mark, alongside Richard Marklow, founded uh, Inspire to Coach. Inspire to Coach is one of the the, the leading coach education uh, companies in this country. And Mark has had a phenomenal amount of experience within the tennis world. He's worked at the LTA. He's worked at the ITF. He's an LTA level five coach. He's a coach education master tutor. Mark has actually tutored or presented to coaches in approaching 100 countries around the world. It's fair to say he has got a lot of tennis experience so welcome to the show mark tennant now now mark it is you know guidance for for tennis parents um advice on on what what not to do uh is that something you've thought about a lot over the years hi rob yeah um all of those um i'm i'm a tennis parent myself as well so i think before we go into um my 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 five i think that that's my part of my qualification for being here with you is the fact like you I've got a bit of the t-shirt along that journey I've been a football dad uh, I've been a tennis dad and still am and now seeing my son go into coaching so uh, I'm seeing him he's now 16 so I'm seeing I'm seeing that side of it um, as well as having lived and breathed what it's like to be sitting on the balcony watching the tennis match or standing on the touchline in the rain on a Saturday morning in a football match as well. So, um, yeah, I'm with you on this as a tennis parent and also as a tennis coach and as a tennis coach educator as well. Come on. Well, you know, I think it is such a fascinating area. In terms of the tennis parent, it's probably an area I think about as much as anything at times uh, going into tournaments and things. So, I cannot wait to learn from your good self on this one. So let's fire away with your first tip, Mr. Tennant. Right. Well, the first one, and these are in no particular order. And the fact that I'm giving five doesn't suggest there are only five. Um, there are thousands. So, so these are just five shooting from the hip. So the first one is to emphasize controllables. We're all familiar with the phrase control the controllables. So what are the things that your son or daughter can control? They can control effort. They can control their attitude. They can control the way that they behave on court um, towards their opponent, uh, towards the, um, the, the tournament organisers, the referee, the umpire, those sort of things. They can control their way through the match and their, their, their behaviour. They can't control the outcome of the match. And therefore, I think it's really important as a parent that what we do is we talk about their behaviour and we, we, we highlight that, both good and bad, but we reward and we, we comment on good behaviour and the way that their behaviour, their attitude, their effort makes them proud or, or makes them really happy and how they enjoy seeing them 
um, behave well in a difficult situation. So um, there's a phase that, that, that some of you might be familiar with that hard works beat talent when talent doesn't work hard. And I think if we can get our kids to work hard at behaving in the right way, I think that's something that we should really emphasize as a parent. I also think we then need to flip that round because we've got to mirror that behavior as well as a parent. There's no good asking our kids to behave well and then for us to behave shockingly when we're watching the match. So we all need to focus on the way we can control our effort, our sporting behavior and our attitude. That's number one. Control the controllables, not just the name of a brilliant podcast by Dan Kiernan. Um, yeah, it, it is such a good one, this. And, and I was speaking to a child only yesterday as their coach and I said, oh, how did you get on? And straight away, I lost. I lost. Nothing about how the game went. The fact that it was football related. Nothing. The fact they could have scored a hat trick. Nothing about their attitude on the pitch, how they encouraged their teammates, how they never gave up. They went to the result. And as society, we go to the result. And it's just not the right thing to do in terms of their development, is it? Yeah. No, agreed. Agreed. Come on. Well, it's a great one. And I think that if we can focus in on what they're bringing, what they're giving, not what the end result is, it's really going to help people not have that fear of failure that comes with only judging on whether you win or you lose. 100%. 100%. Yeah. So where are we at with the second one? Right. Well, um, like, like a lot of people, parents and coaches who are listening to this, you'll have been through the turmoil of seeing your kids play and lose. You'll have seen the, your kids in tears. You'll have seen them playing badly. You'll have seen them trying really hard, but coming off love and love. You'll have seen them in football matches in the pouring rain, getting scythed down in the mud and looking and feeling really miserable. And it is really, really hard. In fact, I would say it's almost impossible as a parent to not go through some sort of emotional involvement, because first and foremost, they're your kids. You love them to bits and you just want the best for them. And it is really hard sometimes to avoid getting too wrapped up in the emotion of something. And sometimes our emotions boil over. So we are human. And I think it's important to recognize that some parents watch to death and will watch every single match. And we all know kids where we know that the, the whole family entourage is going to be there as soon as the kid steps on court. But there are other kids whose parents seem to take very little interest. And I think it's a good conversation to have with the kids about how much would you like me to watch? And, um, you know, how do you feel when I watch your matches? But also from your point of view as a parent, I think to check in on how you feel and, and to enjoy and take pleasure in watching your kids compete and try their hardest, I think is really important. But if it gets too much, I think you have to get to a point where perhaps you recognise that and you decide to walk away. And again, have that conversation with your kids and saying it must be so tough for you to work through the match and to keep your behaviour. And, you know, when you're losing or you're, you're frustrated at the way you're playing, but also to recognise that as a parent and say, I find it quite difficult when I'm seeing you go through all these things. But we're in this together and to talk to each other about each other's feelings about the behaviour and the way that you're feeling as a child playing the match, but also as a parent. Uh, watching the match. I think it's important to have those conversations and to bring it into an open forum. Mark, the, the word you used, the turmoil of watching <laughs> your child play a tennis match. I mean, and I find it it is even, it's more turmoil in tennis than it is in football because it's very often, if it's, if, if it's a singles match, it's just mm. your child out there. And, you know, I think the, the guidance of not getting 
too emotionally involved is such amazing guidance. And at times it's going to be challenging. It's going to be challenging when another parent is not taking that guidance and is getting too emotionally involved in that match, is actually getting involved in the match by shouting things out, by challenging calls, whatever <laughs> it might be. But it's such good advice not to get too emotionally involved. And, and I think, you know, there's always going to be coping mechanisms. If there is, you know, if the child has, a, has real issues on the court, either with another player or with a parent, just putting the racket up, you know, that the tournament referees are good people who want to be there to help. You know, they've got to have their eyes on a million and one things, but there's coping mechanisms which will help you not get too emotionally involved, isn't there? Yes, and, and um, I think we also need to remember that um, parents are uh, the, uh, the adult in this and supposedly the grown-up in this. And I think, um, you know, whatever poor behaviour we see from the child, um, you know, there should be an expectation and an assumption that the parent with experience and age on their side should be able to put a lid on their own behaviour. And, um, yeah. you know, I think these are things that parents need to be aware of as well as children. Bang on. Great advice. What's the next tip? Number three. Right. Well, the third one is about job descriptions. So, um, Rob, if you were um, the coach of my son, I probably wouldn't take too kindly to you telling me how I should bring up my son at home. And you quite rightly would um, perhaps raise an eyebrow if me as the dad of my son was telling you how to coach. So I think this is about understanding that there is a triangular relationship which involves the coach, the player and the parent. And all three are important. And the job of the coach and the parent is to both work together in the best interest of the child. If ever there's a problem, and especially if there's a problem between coach and parent, it's inevitably the child that suffers. And in the worst case scenario, in a bit of a conflict or whatever, the child inevitably misses out, uh, gets withdrawn from the team, uh, gets moved to another coach or whatever it might be. And therefore, I think it's really important that the parent and the coach are on the same page and they recognise what is each other's role. So what is the role of the coach and what are the boundaries? What are the role of the parent? What are the boundaries? We know what the role of the player is, but it's important that the parent and the coach work together in tandem, in the best interest of the child. And I always find it quite interesting when, um, you know, when, when, when parents don't really know what the coach is doing, um, but yet the coach is very quick to make assumptions about bad parenting or whatever. And I think it's important that those things are discussed openly and, and uh, that it's done in the best interest of the child. So the third one is about job descriptions and understanding and respecting each other's role and, and each other's emotional and physical investment and financial investment in the whole process. It's a really, it's a really interesting one. And, and it's almost like, you know, collaborations, collaborations work best through uh, open and honest conversations. Yep. And so, I mean, it's, it's a little thing I try and do just as a, as a, as a coach is to say to a parent, you know, without wanting to use too much jargon, what's your objective for this child in the tennis? And, 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 you know, hopefully the child's involved in that as well, but because some of them like competing, but for some parents, it's just getting them away from the Xbox for an hour. Yeah. You know, if the objective for that child, for that parent, that family, that child is just to have fun, then mm. let's dial up the fun gauge. You know, if, if it is more about, you know, the fact that they want to compete and, and therefore, 
things get a little bit more technical and things get a little bit more, you know, I guess going into tournaments a little bit more stressful, then still that that conversation, the collaboration, it's even more important, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Wise words, wise words. Now, you very kindly, Mark, sent me a little heads up on what these five were going to be. Uh, and I was intrigued by the name of number four. Number four <laughs> is pizza syndrome. Pizza is this syndrome. something around the children must eat lots of pizza? Uh, not quite, but I'm going to throw this back <laughs> to you. Do, you. do you like pizza, Rob? I do. I do. Okay. Yes. Would you like pizza for morning, breakfast, lunch, evening meal, seven days a week? No, I'd probably choose curry if I had to have one food substance. <laughs> okay, well, we can call it curry syndrome if you like. This is a metaphor for sporting education and the fact that if we give children too much of what they want, then eventually they will overdose on it. And the same is true of tennis. Now, it's admirable that we want our children to play lots of tennis. And, and um, funny enough, I posted just yesterday on our Facebook page about the fact that, you know, how many children play once a week. And I think we should encourage our children to play more than once a week, to me. Um, however, um, it's not right that, that it goes to the other extreme where they are playing too much tennis and too many matches and we're forcing them or making them or encouraging them in our eyes to get them to play too much tennis. So sport is a good thing. Tennis is a good thing, but you can have too much of a good thing. And therefore, I think that we should look at our children's sporting education in a holistic way, a bit like a balanced diet. And I think rest is part of the thing. Playing other sports is part of the thing. Um, doing stuff at home, which has nothing to do with sport, is part of the thing. Playing tennis is part of the thing. And all of those things need to go together. So again, to use the analogy, if we have pizza once or twice a week, then that's a good thing. No problem with that. If we have it morning, noon and night, every single day, then the kids will eventually get sick of it and will have overdone it. And it's the same with tennis. It's the same with competition. It's the same with coaching. Got to find a balance and look at a more holistic approach to sporting, um, sporting education and sporting development. Come on. I'm a convert to the pizza syndrome. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's a fascinating one. I read a headline the other day and it was about an ex-footballer saying not all professional footballers love football. Yep. And I'm sure some fans on the terrace are thinking, how, why, what? That's crazy. But, you know, these guys in football academies, they go in and often if they're in an academy, they aren't able to play at their grassroots team they're not able to play other sports because they're yep. doing so much football now you can overdose on something can't you to the, yep. the point of having pizza for every meal and i think if it's the same in tennis there's a chance that by the time they get into their teenage years if they've done that since they're six or seven are they still going to love that game are they still going to want to play that game you know we do see teenagers dropping out of our sport and yep. maybe that is because they've just done too much. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm, do you know as well, Mark, I mean, you can get skills from the sports, can't you? Like, you know, if you can learn to dribble and beat a man in, in football, beat a player, I should say, in football, you can, your footwork is going to be improved, isn't it? You know, you're yep. getting something from all the different sports that you're doing. 
Yeah, I mean, um, we don't play we don't play as much basketball as in this country as 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 happens in North America and in mainland Europe. But if you think about the way that a basketball player moves on court, right? So um, they 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 get quite low. They have their back up, back straight, shoulders back, head up. They're bouncing the ball. They're looking at where their teamwork it, uh, team players are. Um, they're moving around with all sorts of different broken footwork patterns. And to me. Basketball's a really good match for tennis in terms of in terms of moving, in terms of your posture, in terms of the tactical part, you know, and 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 most sports will have some benefit for tennis. You know, one very little quick aside. I wish I'd had you on my side when I was not picked for third form basketball, my class team. <laughs> if only I could have said, have you not seen my movement patterns with my tennis? <laughs> I could have been in that squad. It's a bit, uh, bit uh, moving on, moving on. <laughs> So number five, actually, related to that, you know, the resilience that you need to learn as a tennis player can be good for life, eh? Absolutely. We're moving on to life skills. Absolutely. And whilst um, some of us, not all of us as parents, um, you know, have big ambitions for our kids and hope that they might miraculously make it to pro level where playing tennis becomes their their, their sole source of income. That is unlikely. Statistically, I don't want to dampen anybody's dreams, but statistically, we know it's very unlikely. However, the possibility and the option of having tennis as a sport for life is very real. Absolutely. And also the fact that tennis and sport teaches us an awful lot about life in general. So my f- number five is about using tennis as a vehicle for developing life skills. And there's so many different valuable life lessons to be learned from tennis from competing, from coaching, from preparing by packing my bag, from booking a tennis court for my practice, uh, to trying hard when I don't feel well, to trying hard when I'm losing, to working with my partner, to listening to my coach, to taking advice, to learning and practicing on my own. I mean, I could go on and on and on. And all of those things are invariably things that an employer would also be looking for. And they are also good qualities for human beings, for good human beings. And and I think that we should look at tennis as a vehicle for life and for developing life skills. And so my fifth and final one to you is use sport and use tennis as a metaphor for life. You can't always win, but you can try your hardest. You've got to learn to take defeat. All of those sort of things, all of that stuff, um, I think is really valuable for life. And those are really strong messages for kids from us as parents. Brilliant one. Absolutely love this one. It's uh, it's one that Keith Reynolds, who's you know a friend, someone I've interviewed, has, mm-hmm. has done a lot of speaking on. And, and 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 when I was chatting to Keith about it, I really realised, you know, I remember as a junior tennis player going onto a court and loving the fact there was an audience there and mm-hmm. being aware that like I was almost like play, playing up because of the fact there's an audience. Then fast forward, you know. 30 years, whatever, 20 years. Uh, when I worked at Molson Cause, I loved doing presentations. You know, that situation where other people are, I don't want to go on stage. I'm like, yeah. yes, yes, I'm ready for this. <laughs> you know? yeah. And, yeah. and that was tennis, man, that was tennis helping me understand what I am as a person, learning the skills that, that served me. Yeah, tennis for life, Mark. I mean, what a great place to end. Um, Thank you so, so much for, for sharing your wisdom. Um, I hope this will become a regular series and, and I'm so grateful for you kick-starting that series with, with five absolutely brilliant tips. Absolute pleasure, Rob. Thank you very much for having me. And um, 
if 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 everybody can take you know even just one of those and and um you know do something with it then it's been worthwhile hopefully thanks very much mark all the best if you've uh, found those tips useful from Mark today, please do head over to the Tennis 24-7 website. You'll find lots of other tips from Mark and the team on this subject and lots of other subjects too. I'll look forward to welcoming you to another edition of My Tennis Journey sometime soon.